I told y'all. I don't think I told y'all that before, but yeah. Yeah. So you didn't tell us that. Yusuf, do you swim? No, I'm black. Huh? That's crazy. (laughs) No, I really swim like that, bro. Been trying to to land, but I feel like um, I kind of have like a swimming expiring date, so I'm giving myself (laughs) a few more years. If I'm not really about to. If I'm not really able to really learn it, I'm done. Ah, well, if anyone out there in the chats, in the comments, wants to teach you to swim, you can find him in Barcelona. Uh, fellas, episode 65. How are we feeling? We feeling good? We feeling sprightly? It's uh, the international break, but... It's been an international break, but there's been so much crazy crap that's been going on with it. It's been like... The whole international break this past week, I know we're going to talk about it, but it's just been a wild international break. This is everything that's happened. You see the title, International Break Injury Crisis. Uh, Knock on wood, there's still games to be played. Mm -hmm. It's usually Liverpool that are getting absolutely fisted by the injuries in international break. But uh, not so far, not this time. So far, Yusuf, you've been fisted. Um, City possibly could be fisted. Uh, is it wrong of me? I will jump. We'll jump straight into it. We'll stri- we'll jump straight into it. Haaland might be injured and out for the uh, Liverpool game. Mm-hmm. And call me crazy, but I think I would rather play against City with Haaland than without Haaland. You know, I feel like I feel like the matchup between Van Dyke and Haaland, I like I like that. I don't mind that. Alvarez seeing all fluid front line between Foden, Alvarez, Jack Grealish, all that. I'm not. I'd I'd rather I'd rather play against Haaland. I'd rather that. I, That's just me. I understand. I actually do understand where you are coming from. Looking at the looking at the landscape of Man City so far this season, it looks like Haaland isn't the most scariest component in the squad. He can score. We are not taking that away from him. But there's that fear factor that a few players have when it comes to matchup with your team that anytime you meet that team, you know this matchup isn't favourable for you. Take, for, for example, Real Madrid. Regardless of the form Real Madrid has, Barcelona is always a serious matchup for Real Madrid. And regardless of the form Real Madrid has, I have never really been scared of any English team against Real Madrid in the Champions League. Because I feel like matchup-wise, there's only a handful of English teams that can even match up, let alone play to our level. You understand me? And I'm not like this, not at this to the you know, historic English teams like the Liverpools and everything. But I mean matchup. So player for player, coach for coach or, or something around that time. So I understand you for feeling like, you know, Van Dyke, yo, your tax is Haaland. And if we take Van Dyke's form so far this season, he should be able to handle Haaland. You get me? If we take the round of like games Liverpool have been playing so far this season, if Haaland is under control, it's a level playing ground. So I understand that 
Uh, I understand where you are coming. You get what from. you get my sentiment. You get no, what I'm like. The surprised players are those who create the problems. Take Liverpool for example. If Liverpool doesn't start with a lineup, you understand, and they go with Diego Jota. That's that There's a reason. Plan. There's a reason. You know? plan. Because you don't plan for a Diego Jota. You do all of your analysis for all of the top key players in Liverpool. He is a key player, but you might have calculated him as a second half inclusion. Not a player that starts the game. And mind you, once they start the game, he's also looking for his time on the pitch. So he's going to play his heart out. So I understand where you're coming from. But I'd rather you play without Haaland, though, because... Yeah. What uh, at the moment England are currently losing to North Macedonia. I would pay. I'll, if, Actually, if, does, if no. I, if I could get people in the chat to point to North Macedonia on a map, I bet you they couldn't. Oh, North Macedonia no, just North Macedonia just scored an own goal, uh, and it's one-one. So okay. So. Still, still, that's you shouldn't be one-one with North Macedonia. Yeah. You look at England's midfield, and it's. Up there with one of the best midfields in the world. The current one they have out. The current midfield they have out. Trent, Declan Rice, Phil Foden, Saka on the wing, Grealish on the wing. Uh, Ollie Watkins up front, though. Uh, interesting. But I think he deserves a call up. And England has to start getting ready for who they're going to have as their number two going into the Euros. Um what 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 can we talk about first, fellas? Do you want to talk about uh, the basketball score that France got? Do you want to talk about Vinicius yeah, Junior out for time? No, I feel like we Son getting hurt, Pedri getting hurt. Is Gabby, like... how, Gabby, is it Gabby? Has to get an ACL? Uh, yes, he's... ACL. Yeah, this the the thing. So the first thing I think we got to talk about with all these injuries. I think the biggest thing with the international break is that I've understood that we have to, you know, you have to have these qualifying process, but this season we've had three breaks so far and we're not even at the end of December. So they have to play every single one of these games for the country, come back. And then the next week play a game for their club. Their bodies are starting to wear down because of this much pressure that being put on to play at that level. My biggest concern is I watched the, um, I watched the South Korea game, and when I saw how Son went down, it honestly scared me because I think he has been pushing himself to an absolute limit with Tottenham, and his body, I think, just gave up. Uh, Holland. I might have to interject there just quickly. Uh, Tot Tottenham don't have fixtures like everyone else. They've got no Europe. They're already out of the Europa mm. League. They really have the fewest fixtures. He might, you might no. be, he might be getting. Uh, you could say he's getting too much game time. These top, he should yeah, be I, able to do a Premier League and FA Cup run full time. Yeah, I think it's just what I was trying. What I'm saying is like with Tottenham right now, the injury list keeps piling up, and now they're in a place where it's this is. I I said this two weeks ago. Y'all asked me if they were put Tottenham in the title contention race. I said I can't put them in there yet because they're gonna have. In what if they have injuries and if they fall in a bad form? It's collapsing on down on them at this point. And now I think it's now starting to become more difficult because if Son is hurting out for an extended period of time, that's the that's the biggest blow for that Tottenham side right now. But I think also the big one is Pedro, uh, the ACL tear for uh, 
was it Gavi? Yeah, yeah. It, bro, it that was. It, it's just these players are getting hurt so fast, and they're losing key players for these teams. And now I'm not trying to say at the end of the day that when I look at the international break, my big is like it's a bad thing. I understand why there's a process, there's a way it has to be played. But at the end of the day, I feel like they need to find a way to make it so these players have enough time to get rest and more time to like be able to keep their bodies in top shape to be able to prepare for their competitions. Because I feel like they're being pressured to play at a very, very fast pace and it's hurting their bodies and they're not having enough time to recover. And look at and Yusuf and I spoke about it in private uh, uh but the amount of fixtures that Liverpool what's going on Stone uh what's going on I'm pissed I'm pissed Gavi's injured um and, uh, and yeah. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. he's I'm out pissed. for a long time my friend he's done for the season with that ACL there that's it's a big blow right now. So while he was just saying, Stone, essentially he feels players are being overworked, too many fixtures, too congested, and to which I was gonna, what I was gonna segue off was that Liverpool, for I think the fourteenth time since Jurgen Klopp has taken over Liverpool, have the early fixture. I d- you shouldn't be playing the biggest fixture of the weekend at the early fixture, anyways. Do you know what I mean? That should be a night game. That should be the latest one. Who's 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 organizing that? It just doesn't make sense. I don't want I don't want to talk about Liverpool yet because like I, you know allow me let me get let me get out my emotions first of all because like you can't come on. Liverpool, this is I a safe space. Liverpool. If you want to cry, yeah, cry. Definitely not crying. But that Spanish coach needs to be interviewed by the law enforcement. It needs to be interviewed. I need to understand what's happening. Pedri. And now Gavi, there was a situation whereby Gavi did not need to play the match; they had qualified, and then you played Gavi, um, which was absolutely unacceptable. And then you look at the fact that my thought about this injury thing is very simple. First of all, players have to play a different formation in their clubs, go to the countryside, play a different formation, play under a different coach, play with different players, be requested to do a different thing in their countryside. For example. Mikel Obi, when he was playing for Nigeria, was playing as a DM in Chelsea, and then will be asked to go to Nigeria and play as a centre mid or an attacking midfielder in Nigeria. So he's playing as a DM in, in Chelsea, playing as an attacking mid or a central midfielder in Nigeria, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then he has to play for two weeks under that situation, then come back to the to the club team and then play again under a different role, under a different coach, under a different. So th- the whole thing is messed up for the for the players. They have to walk through this, and then you are going up against players that are, maybe this is their first chance against a top player. For example, if you're playing against Faroe Island and they, they say, oh my God, I'm playing against Ellen Haaland. I have to put out my best front. And they go out there and they tackle him more than they would normally tackle because they want to show that, okay, I'm a big boy too and I'm going mm-hmm. up against Ellen Haaland. And now they put that guy in injury and all the stuff like that. So Gavi is injured. Different players are injured for different reasons and I'm, I'm, I'm just pissed. And I think that the, the international break should be happening uh, once, once in December, and another time after maybe the, the after like the season is over, maybe like April May. But right now it's not helping. And uh, December, the December's like December's a bad time for Premier League. You, there's too many fixtures in the Premier League to have it around that time. Um, uh, yeah, I understand. Does... Team, but look, look, look at the matches. For, like, look, look at Chelsea, for example. 
that were trying to gel up and trying to be better and all this kind of stuff. All of a sudden, international break. Now they have to come back and then, you know, Potentino has to maybe start from maybe square one again. I don't know. But this is this is not helpful. And then your Liverpool too, that were, that were, that were, that were you know, playing well and going up to that level of, of play. And now, you know, look, look at what is happening now. And now you guys have to come play and early kick off and all this kind of stuff like that. It's it's unacceptable. And I just think that um I, I think that the system can be better, but because it's not helping these guys. Look at Gavi at what age? ACL at what age? Look, look at how young he is. Getting an ACL. Do we have on that Delima on our hands? What, what are we talking about? Or Roberto Baju? This is this is just it's unacceptable. So I mean, well, I mean, age, age doesn't necessarily play a factor with the ACL injuries. There's, if anything, I've actually seen lots of studies uh, of this generation, this younger generation. There's a, especially in, in the female with with females, there's been a huge, huge uh, rise in ACL injuries. Uh, don't know the outcome of those studies, but they. I don't know if what it was like 50 years ago for you, Yusuf, if there was a lot of people getting ACL injuries. <laughs> but uh, I, I, see it's, I see it quite prevalent, and I, I hate it. It's the worst thing. I couldn't imagine anything worse. Well, I, I could, but, you know. Um, what else? Uh, 14. Did anyone see the highlights? 14 goals scored by France. I turn it off when they get to seven. I watched the game. I... I, I... I've I've really I've really delved into that. I was actually watching the Ukraine game before the show started. I just had to come back to do the setup before the show. I've actually been really invested in the Euro qualifiers, in the African Cup qualifiers, and stuff like that. Like, I've I've I've, I've actually really been invested in like you know the style of play because most of these teams we know have already qualified, you know. But I'm just looking at the style of play, how they are going to fare against each other in the actual competition. You understand me? And I'm very disappointed in the football community because I feel like we are very quick to judge some players when they are in their downward spiral, but we seem to become overly silent when it comes to us giving them their flowers when they are doing something. And everybody no, I guess is he? thinking about everybody is thinking about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I'm not actually I'm not actually talking about Romelu Lukaku. Thank okay, you. you. Thank you. That. I was I've always Romelu I've always Lukaku. I've always backed Rom. I've always backed Big Rom. You remember yeah. I co I constantly called him what King Luca. Remember when he was down, I told you guys mm -hmm. it's a mental thing. Just a couple of just a couple of months ago, this was a player that nobody wanted in their club. Two, three clubs rejected him. Fans actually came out to say we don't want him in our club. Juventus fans came out to say, yo, don't bring this guy here. Inter Milan fans came out to say, yo, don't bring this guy here. Chelsea fans came out to say, enough is enough. Lukaku had whatever he went through in the Champions League. The whole defeat of the Champions League being blamed on him when it was a 90 minutes game and he didn't even start. So he has that stigma on him. And yeah. for a player to go all the way to the Champions League finals and still have teams reject him until Roma gave him a safe space. So mentally, 
Roma created a space for him that was so nice that he could play football again. He could enjoy football again. Yeah. And now he's 14 goals up mm-hmm. in the Euros qualifier. One of the most prolific strikers Belgium has ever gotten. He's totally carrying the goals. I'll say the most prolific striker. The most. Totally carrying the goal-scoring load of this Belgium team without a Kevin De Bruyne. Mm -hmm. People are forgetting that without a Kevin De Bruyne. Because we know if a striker is playing good and there's a Kevin De Bruyne behind him, this is without a Kevin De Bruyne. Not to underrate any other player Belgium has, but we all know the quality of a Kevin De Bruyne. Three goals in 38 minutes and the whole media scene isn't talking about Lukaku. But let him miss a chance tomorrow. They'll slander him. Every single thumbnail. He would be the butt of every single pundit's joke. I agree. Why aren't we giving him these flowers for scoring 14 goals in this tight Euro competition? You have to also, yeah, I completely agree. Everyone forgets the goals he scored at Everton, at West Brom. Everyone, one of the quickest players to reach a hundred goals in the Premier League, playing for a team like Everton. People are forgetting that a hundred goals in the EPO, playing for a team like Everton. You know, carrying Belgium to top of the group with twenty points, twenty-two goals for. Four against. He has 14 of those 22 goals. Belgium has only scored 22 goals in this qualifiers. He alone has 14 of those goals, bro. It is time we give players like Lukaku their flowers. Because the words we say when they are down affect them mentally to the extent they don't play to their standard. And once they are playing to a different level, I feel like the football community owes him a shout out. So I'm glad we are doing it on this show because we don't discriminate here. We give every single player their due. When you flop, we talk about you. And when you are doing good, we are going to sing praises on your name. Mm-hmm. So shout out to King Luca for doing whatever he's doing. Belgium is top of this group, group qualified. Let's see if Kevin De Bruyne comes back. He is going to actually put on his big boy pants for Belgium. Because when it comes to Manchester City, he's a dog. But for Belgium, I let I'm gonna I'm gonna use a, a certain club name that you said there as a segue. Everton have been oh, a uh, ten point deduction, putting them back in the relegation zone. What what do you think clubs such as Manchester City are currently thinking right now up in their ivory tower? All right, allow, allow me to, to take this one because I got some words for this. Um, I know we're not really allowed to cuss, so I'm sorry if I say such slips, some slips. But this this is bullshit. Uh, this is so dumb. You have literally deducted ten points from Everton, who are li- excuse me, who have literally been struggling in the bottom of the t- bottom three of the Premier League, who probably might get relegated this season with the performances that they've been playing. They've had this charge, and it took them. How long do you we think it took from the moment we found out about this to then they even shut it down? Maybe about a week, two weeks. It's been like five, six months. Manchester City has 115 counts 
of financial fair play <laughs> breaches and where and this is freaking this is freaking the freaking football organizations they out here being like stevie wonder they can't see anything they don't know what's going on this is so dumb like when are we gonna really sit here and have this conversations like why do the rules apply for other clubs but they don't apply for manchester city and this doesn't also account for manchester city if they get caught, Chelsea as well, because of dealings that have happened when Roman Abramovich was in charge that could get them relegated. My problem is we're sitting here again and asking ourselves this question. We have been waiting for months for someone to ask us what's the punishment going to be for these breaches of this charge. But Everton get caught for how, oh, however amount of money, whether it was big or small, they get deducted 10 points. But so 150. And we're gonna act like nothing's going on. Like, what are we I will talking make the, about? I will make this point though: if Man City uh, were to get a ten-point deduction, they'll probably still finish above Manchester United. Uh, welcome to the show, Stoes. Good to see you. Yeah, 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 it should be more than ten, though. It should. It should. It should. Ten cities should be more than ten. If if they, if they get, get found guilty for what they, they get stripped of league titles, bro. Oh, okay. I'm ready for that. Yes, absolutely. Please. Please, I because that, I, don't, I don't think they'll be stripped of anything. I don't think I they think will that. be stripped either. I think they may just get a points deduction at the lead. At their, everyone's talking about, oh, they might get rele. I don't think they're going to relegate them. Because even if they do, they'll be back in the Premier League the next season. So it's they'll just dominate the entire thing. Because like Manchester City, City playing Sheffield Wednesday, like it's going to be like complete beatdowns. But, I wonder if they'd be able to hold on to many people. I don't... <sighs> Yeah, I, don't I know feel it. Want, I think City would have to give incentives to the players to make them want to stay, because they were obviously would come up straight away. But they would have to give incentives to the players. Though. I don't know. Everybody's everybody whose name is not Kevin De Bruyne, Haaland, Bernardo Silva is staying. Yeah, I agree. I just don't Those understand it. I can't guarantee. I just don't understand. It. It's frustrating because I looked at it at first, and it's just like. You know, we've been waiting for someone to like to have these governing bodies have this conversation about these charges. And, you know, we haven't heard anything, like I said. But with Everton, it felt like it only took them a week and they automatically did it like that. If that's the case, why can't we have the same standard for Manchester City? Have mm -hmm. this conversation and deduct the points and get it over with. Stop prolonging it. If Go there's more, de more. If there's more details... If there's more details to it that I'm not understanding, please enlighten me. But I'm confused how a club that got charged with 115 charges are not even getting a bat of an eye, but smaller clubs that are struggling get 10 point get 10 points deductions from a Everton who haven't who lost to Luton Town and are like right now, even before the Ducks, they were barely surviving the relegation zone. So Wiley, make it make sense for me, please. Wiley, let me ask you a question. We spoke about VAR, right? And upon our breakdown of VAR, which EPL team has benefited the most from VAR decisions? Louis, you remember? Which Premier League team has benefited the most of VAR decisions? You, you were saying that it was Man City. Yeah. It was Man City by a landslide. Like, Man City has benefited the most of VAR decisions. For... And here it they have what suffered the least of a VR decisions against. So there's there's just a blueprint of things that keep going for City. 
there's just a blow. Like, there's no reason why out of the 160 something, and there's the same thing happening in Spain, where Barcelona is going through all of this turmoil. Barcelona doesn't have money, still signing players. Barcelona going through all of these things. And we are not seeing any tangible penalty to Barcelona. The recent thing that came out of this situation is their former president going through whatever he was going through. And I feel like to, to, to Barcelona's credit, it is the smartest thing to do. Put it on the president and let the team go scot-free. So, like, there's just a pattern of things with this type of thing, teams where they do things and they get away with it, but smaller teams do it and mm-hmm. they are chastised. It's, it's clear, bro. Like, there's something going on with Manchester City. Like, it has to be investigated. Like, uh, shows, how you doing? You, this must be a nice week for you, a little respite, a little breather. Uh, genuinely, kinda. genuinely, I is mean, it refreshing? I guess you could say so, because Netherlands we won our game against um Greece, I believe. We won our game our last game, so I can't really complain too much. We just qualified for Euros. So I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Is it still one one England North Macedonia? Yes, it is. They're in the seventy fourth minute. Bloody hell. So, I was actually I was actually currently sorry I seem distracted. I was uh I was on Stone Avenue's TikTok for everyone in the chat. If you um, if you get the time, please go check out my brother's TikTok because there was a particular, there was a particular TikTok he made. Yusuf, I think you brought it to our attention. It was the prime. It was the prime for prime. And who were the four people? Do you remember? Um, Eden Hazard, Neymar, Mo Salah, and who was the fourth? Eden Hazard, Neymar, Bale, Mo Salah, Neymar. Uh, Hazard, Hazard, Neymar, Bale, and Mo Salah. Start, bench, cut, retire. We'll start with you, Stones. (laughs) In their prime. In their absolute prime. In their prime. prime, In their absolute prime. uh, Gareth Bale, Mo Salah, Eden Hazard, and Neymar Jr. In their prime. Start, bench, cut, retire. Um, first of all, this, this is not even hard. It's not difficult. It's very nice. straightforward. Uh, it's Neymar and, and Bill. Those are the two who starting. If you if you have any other person, then you need to be checked by a doctor. No, no, no. They can't both start. Both of them are not starting? Start, bench, cut, retire. So only one of them could start, and you have to bench the other, and cut the other, and retire the fourth one. Neymar starts, Bill is on the bench. Simple as that. No, they, you are starting to start two. No, 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 no. One. I have it no, here. I, I just, I just remixed it. Oh, you remixed it. Okay. <laughs> I remixed it. Okay. But uh, Neymar is starting. If it's prime for prime, Neymar is starting. There is, this is, was a guy that what was top 10 of the Ballon d'Or in Santos, out of Europe. But talking about a guy that came to Europe and literally was the best player of Barcelona at some point and was carrying Messi. That's the kind of guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about Neymar Jr. here, who was the top three carrying best player. Messi. The there is no exception. He starts. He carried Messi for some time. Yes, that's 100%. He starts. Neymar Jr. starts. Then Gary Bale is on the bench. Because when you look at the guy that turned up in big moments, if you want big moments guy, that's Bill. Look, from the time against uh, Tottenham versus Inter Milan, where he where he schooled Macon and made Macon his boy, 
where where he went uh, uh, and also came to Real Madrid. Oh, um, crazy. Had some time, but then he he turned up and and he did that to Macon as a young guy. And Macon was like, let's say the best right back in the world or one of the best, and he schooled Macon. And then you look at the fact that he did Real Madrid. Look at the fact. Look at the finals. Look at um the finals for for La Decima, and look at the finals um against Liverpool. Sorry. <laughs> and all those kind of stuff like that. Bill has to be on the bench. And then look at what he did to FC Barcelona to, you know, uh, the, the run outside. Uh, yeah, come on now. Bill is on the bench. Then if I'm selling somebody um, because someone has to retire, I'm going to sell Salah. Uh, as much as I love Eden Hazard, I'm proud of Prime Hazard who will say, oh, he provided so much impact for Chelsea, he carried Chelsea, all this kind of stuff. Wonderful. I love I'm it. Clear that We're talking about a Salah here that came to England and buoyed everybody ASAP. Broke the record for highest goal scored in the EPL. Was the, was the, was the star man. Has been the star man for Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp can have... Everybody can go. As long as Klopp has Salah, he's good. As simple as that. Salah is the man. And I look at I look at the prime of time. I look at the impact in terms of goals and assists. At some point, he had the highest goals and highest assists in the EPL. That is crazy. That is crazy. And I look at, look at all the things he has done. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to sell Salah. Then I'm going to retire Eden Hazard. He was great for that, Chelsea. He had wonderful moments. All this kind of that's, stuff. That's crazy. But that's, wow. I need someone with impact. I need someone, I need someone that can turn up in big moments. I need someone that's turned up in finals. I need someone that can turn up in the Champions League. I need someone that can turn up in the World Cup. I need someone that can turn up in big moments. I need someone that even among superstars, he can elevate himself to that next level. When Eden Hazard went to where they were superstars, he flopped. So his, his prime is among babies, among children in Chelsea, among among kids. That is where that's, his prime rose up to. Uh, if there was, I don't know, if there was a pretty good squad. If there, if, if, well, he, he didn't have the squad that, that, that Bill had in Real Madrid when Bill was shining. Bill had Ronaldo. Bill had Ronaldo and was shining. Bill had Benzema and was shining. Bill had Modric and was shining. Bill had Sergio Ramos and was still shining. Or Neymar, that had Messi. That had, that had Suarez, that had Xavi, and yes, that had all these guys, I was still shining. Or you look at Salah, that had uh, Mane, that had Van Dijk, all these, all these other guys, and was still shining. So I, I'm not going to, I'm going to look at that, and I'm going to look at it in Hazard and say, if Hazard had anybody like, like, like these other guys had in his team, he wouldn't have been the best player. As simple as that. I don't believe he would have been the best player. His prime was great. He dribbled, impact, you know, players were scared of him, all this kind of stuff. Turned off for Chelsea, wonderful, but he will retire. Simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Storm, you're saying Hazard's fourth? I'm saying Hazard is fourth. Hazard fourth. I agree. I agree. I agree. No, no, no. I agree. So, I think Hazard's a clear fourth for me. Not that he's bad, yeah. but I think he's a cut below the rest. Wonderful. Are you still That's more shows, knowledge. So, do you have anything different? Yeah, I'll switch to Hazard and Salah. Oh, I don't like God. that. That's oh a common opinion. Like really? Has just the best footballer yet. You guys are going to do the recency bias where you're going to get the Real Madrid part of his career affect what you're saying. That's all it is. That nah, does affect no, it. Yes, no he went to Real Madrid and he flopped, but that Chelsea Hazard. But I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't believe that Hazard hit the peak Salah did at Liverpool or for as long. When are we saying when Hazard's peak is, are we saying it's his last season at Chelsea or when Chelsea were winning the Premier League? Uh, 
I was saying Chelsea when they won the Premier League because I think at that point Hazard was like unstoppable with his dribbling skills. Like if you talk about a guy that was able to with his speed and his agility and his way that he could dribble the ball and just get it through to fit past defenders, this wasn't crazy. Like no one could stop him. Can we not say the same about Salah except Salah scored more? Yeah, that's and done it for longer. I'll and he did it for longer and he was more consistent. If uh, Hazard stayed, if, if, if Hazard stayed at Chelsea his career wouldn't have gone as bad as it did. If Hazard stayed at Chelsea, right yeah. now, he would have held the best winger in the Premier League title up, to, up until now, up until he no. left Chelsea. No. Yes, except for he's, Hazard's last season. 100%. He would have kept He's morbidly obese. Thing. Except for Hazard's last season when he won the Europa League, when they were both in the Prem, was Hazard ever better than Salah? Yes. Nah, come on, yes, bro. He went, he went better than Salah. Except for that one season, because that's one season I'll admit Hazard was better than Salah. I just think Hazard's the best footballer, period. Does anyone have any... Like, when we have these conversations, yeah? Mm-hmm. When we have these conversations, if we are going to, like, just chuck it down to who is a better footballer, then I feel like the conversation just becomes stale, you know? Like, normally when I have this Messi, Ronaldo, even Messi, Ronaldo debates with people, and they go straight to Messi is just a better footballer, bro. Bro, Messi... With as it stands now, Messi with his skill, without everything he owned, everything he won, you're not going to put him in the Ballon d'Or conversation. Uh, you're not going to put him in the GOAT conversation. Like, let him maintain his skill and play for an Everton and not win anything. Trust me, people are not going to put him in the GOAT conversation. So when we have these conversations and it's all about... He's just a better... Okay, you are better. What did you do with being better? You are better than me, but I did more than you did. Then I'm better than you. Understand? Yeah. And this I mean, is a fair point where, here that, that Brandon Katz like, has made. That is where Every I single like one of Salah, these players won everything there was to win in football. I mean, Hazard where, won the Champions League at Real Madrid, not Chelsea. But mm-hmm. all of them won everything there was to win in football, I'm except really for happy. a international cup, except Neymar won the cup. America. Hazard went. Hazard went at Chelsea when they won the Champions League. No, he came the year after. That's what I'm saying. It was at Real Madrid when they won, and he won the Champions League there. So no, he has I mean, the won first time, the first time they won the Champions League. No, he, he joined the season after. Yeah, that's another point as well. He left. He left Chelsea, and they went on to win a Champions League. Salah's not living, leaving Liverpool, and Liverpool going on to win a Champions League that quickly. And if Hazard was a part of that Champions League squad. That won the Champions League, bro. Bro. Nah, but like... He won two Europa Leagues. If I'm starting two, I'm I'm starting... um, If I'm starting two, I'm starting um, Neymar and starting Mo Salah. Okay, something different? I'm starting Neymar and Mo Salah. Mo Salah, I feel like... I think it's fair. In this this group, Salah Salah is better than Bale. Expected. Yes, Bale, Salah I have Salah ahead of Bale. I have Salah ahead of Bale. The reason I'm saying that is, bro, you guys talk about Bale in Real Madrid. So, if three, three seasons, bro, the rest was on the bench. He played. Look, he was on the bench more than he played. That and is a long time. Let's consider Bale was on the bench. as well. He was Bale the was bench. the best player in the he league. More than he played. If we are going to speak about Bale, we should speak about his time in the EPO. Sensational, but he was with a Tottenham where he didn't win nothing. 
You understand me? Mo Salah in the EPL with Liverpool won every single trophy with Liverpool, being the best player in those trophies for Liverpool, being the most important player for, for Liverpool. You understand me? We would have won everything we won in Real Madrid without Bale. Liverpool wouldn't have won shit without that Mo Salah impact. Oh, I agree. And that you... is the gospel truth. We speak so much about Bale, like in Real, Real Madrid. That's because Real Madrid are flipping Cristiano Ronaldo, like, hello. Let's remember, Bale would put it without Bale. Cristiano Ronaldo in Liverpool. And Bale Liverpool took Bale to the semi-finals of the Euros. Bale, Cristiano Ronaldo in Liverpool. Put Christian order in Liverpool, most of them have the same impact shows, that Bale did. Shows, am I lying? Shows, am I lying? Shows, 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 oh. shows. Who has oh. been the most consistent, Mo Salah or Bale? Mo Salah, he's done it for longer. He's done it for longer. Who yeah. has been the most important for a team? Mo Salah. For the longest, Mo Salah or Bale? Mo Salah. Because Mo Bale, Bale never was the most important player for him at any point. Because he had Cristiano Ronaldo. What no, but then we got to remember Bale Yeah, like if y'all saw, y'all had to watch Gareth Bale at Tottenham because when he was at Tottenham, he was performing well. He was just restricted in his position. Then he moves to Real Madrid and we think that we're going to see him be able to exceed his expectations. But that squad was so, in that time when he made that move, that squad was so packed with talent. It was so harder in my eyes for Gareth Bale to make a starting out position. And like Yusuf said, he got hurt and he wasn't as consistent as what I have seen Mohamed Salah do on this Liverpool team. Like, I agree. You take Mo Salah out of this Liverpool team, we don't win that. We don't come back. Because keep in mind, we also have had to deal with Mo Salah being hurt for extended periods of time. And those periods of time where he was hurt, Liverpool will not be able to play well at the level that we had. Because he's in that squad on that sub wing, we're able to perform better on the attack. And he doesn't and even get injured much. He's consistently there. Like, Mo Salah is consistently there, breaking records. I understand that, bro. Mo Salah might be the most disrespected <laughs> superstar in this day and age. I because agree. in all of these start bench cuts, Mo Salah gets cut, and I don't understand why. I don't understand yeah. it either. Salah's really disrespectful. Because of the names, bro. When you put Bale there, that like, no. What bro, you, how, so you tell me there's a guy in a single season that's getting you 20 goals a season that the lowest season he had in the Premier League in his career was 18. So you're telling me that there's a guy that's better than him. That's go So you're telling me if you put Gareth Bale in that Liverpool squad, he's going to get you 20 goals a season and put you in the hunt for for the Premier League against All of that. that is if buts, maybe we can't really prove it. If I was to uh, say exactly, yeah, so I could really, bro, bro, you okay, you okay, okay, to okay, okay. I mean, so, he was going top four with so, Adebayor so, and Aaron so, Lennon so, so, in the front three. So, so, my so, point is, so, if you so, put Bale arguments, bro. Shows don't switch arguments, okay? I'm not okay. switching you arguments. Said, you said you said in the you said in the uh, Hazard Mosala Hazard is just a better player, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mosala and Bale, who is just a better player? Who between the me, two? Me Potential. personally, I'm picking I'm picking Bale. Potential wise, <laughs> you just you're crazy. I'm taking Bale. Me personally, I'm picking Bale. Me Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-Bale-
You cannot carry. You cannot carry or do anything when you have Cristiano Ronaldo in your squad. I understand that. That is the reason why even Neymar. We compare their attributes. because you guys' point is the importance of Salah to Liverpool. If you remove him, they go down. But what do you want Bale to do? When you remove Bale or remove Benzema, there's no impact because you have Cristiano Ronaldo. Put Salah there, there will still not be barely an impact, bro, because Cristiano Ronaldo is there. So, of course, the impact I... on the teams, like, make it make sense. Let me that again, just see, see. Bro, the, and I'm... Hey, there's so many Bale goals, make I've it seen, sure. Yeah, I've, yes, I've seen Bill slap that, bro. I've seen Bill slap bro, balls like my that argument ball. for Bill, my arguments against Bill is what you guys are not understanding. I have... I have had to watch Bill year in, year out in Real Madrid. Around that time, when Bill was there to you, when you were not there, I was a Real Madrid fan. When, when Bill was there, when Bill and Ronaldo were there, hey, I was a Real Madrid fan. I die hard Real Madrid fan. How long? Long, how long? You know, how when long, Ronaldo left, that's how long did the BBC the partnership last? She switched team. He switched team. How long? You monster. Hold on. No, 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 wait, wait, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I still, I never said that. You just said that. I you never saw Louis Van Gaal coming. You were like, "Yes, this I, is my team now. I'm supporting United." I I never said I wasn't supporting United. I never said that. So don't put words into it. Diehard Real Madrid. Yes, thing. I love Real Madrid, bro. I love Ronaldo Real Madrid, bro. I loved him so much at Real Madrid, bro. I was I was even watching their league games, bro, on streams. I was watching their league games, bro. I was loving Real Madrid there, bro. I was watching these games, bro, all the time. I watched every oh. Champions League game, everything, bro. I'm not gonna, I, yes, during that period, I was watching more Real Madrid games than I was watching Man, Man United games. Hey, speaking of Champions like League, I want to say that Gareth Bale is a better big game. I was watching that, bro. That, bro, that team there, bro. Because watching Real Madrid was just fun to watch, bro. Like, I would literally go in to watch the games and I know I'm going to enjoy the games, bro. What was going to happen? Like, ah, bro. I bro, will, um... like that's why when Ronaldo left Real Madrid, that really upset me, bro. Because we'll never like you need to appreciate what you have when you see it, bro. Because when it's gone, bro, that shit really hurts, you know. That's like, what Ro- Ronaldo at Real Madrid, bro. Watch them there; it was beautiful, bro. Like I would literally like schedule times in my day. Remember, are uh, the games then? Let me go watch this game, bro. That like, Ronaldo at Real Madrid was beautiful, bro. Beautiful. Um, if I if I may, I'm gonna take the chance, take the moment. Uh, Premier League table as it sits right now, it is. So I'm just trying to pull it up. City top by a point, Liverpool in second, joint with Arsenal, Spurs, Aston Villa, Man United, who are four points off fifth, uh, Newcastle, Brighton, West Ham, Chelsea. How do we see some of this shuffling around in the coming weeks? Uh, do we see come Christmas time, do we see a new? A new uh, Premier League uh, leader. Does Man United break into that top four? Louis, can I see something shows then we we go, we carry on? Shows. Mm -hmm. Garrick Bale has missed 102 games for for Real Madrid injured. Bro, 102 games, bro. How many matches do we play in a season? And let's remember who we put first. That's, that's, put more, that's, more, than that's more than a season. You want to injuries. Then Neymar just get injured with a Brazil game too. Neymar gets or injured. Or was that against Al- And yeah. we put him first. Yeah, it was for Brazil. I didn't put Neymar first. I said I'm starting both of them, but Neymar is in first. What was the question? How long? How long? You, you can only start one. You're starting one. I'm starting. Oh, sorry, what? I'm starting Salah. Oh, <laughs> Salah above Neymar and Bale. Yeah, you. Yeah. 
out of all of look, the question was prim- how long hey, how long is a prim- okay apart from messi and de bruyne who's the best playmaker of this generation i don't care about that when you're not there bro neymar is inconsistent louis when we started the show what has been my biggest gripe against neymar consistency not being there playing with games you understand me all of the talent in the world he has all of the skill in the world. Put Neymar down skill-wise and put Mbappe skill-wise. Neymar is more skillful than Mbappe. Has everything than Mbappe, bro. Mbappe currently at 24 years old has 300 goals in his career, bro. Neymar can't touch that. The question was prime for prime, though. How long is a prime to you guys? Three years. This is the same thing that I say with uh, Neymar's prime. Neymar's prime, he was being carried by Messi. Because <laughs> this Salah's is the same prime, he was carrying the whole Liverpool team. End of conversation. Because this is the same thing that I say about Van Dyke and like other centre backs. Van Dyke isn't the greatest centre back no, of all time. But when we speak Van about Dijk. that, Dijk. Van Dyke one season. Mute his mic. Mute his mic. When the games were happening, I was saying what I was saying because Van people didn't have a prime. People were covered. Look, people were like just watching what they were seeing in the media and just going by it. Van Dyke's prime isn't the way you guys say it is, bro. Oh, he was never being dribbled. He was never being dribbled past. Saliba is doing it. Are we calling Saliba's prime the biggest prime? No, no, no I'm, not, okay. I'm not comparing. Steve was doing that after Van Dijk some point. Prime, 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 oh. Van Dijk, prime, Van Dijk, prime. That's not Look what Sergio Ramos was doing in his prime. Van Dijk, prime, Van Dijk, prime. Yo, I'm tired of all of this Van Dijk. All right, we're done. We're not talking about Van Dijk. Van Dijk's peak is what I was talking about. No, no, we're not talking about else. it. Not, his prime, prime was cut short by injury. That wasn't his fault. That was picked for being reckless. All right, so for the fixtures, these upcoming Premier League fixtures, I want everyone in the chat uh, to to uh, join in. Liverpool, Man City. Who's got Liverpool winning that? I got half a draw. What are you saying, Joseph? At it depends how many players come back. No, 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 no. I want score because we have a lot of injured players. Oh, brother, but you got the deepest of deepest. I think no. Players. I think we. I don't think we'll lose because we've got a strong enough defense to. I don't think we'll concede loads of goals like we did against Chelsea. I think we'll pattern up our defense. So I, I think the worst case scenario is a draw, but I think we should win. You, uh, Walt Junior, you missed what I said at the start of the show, which is that I uh, and it could be considered uh, controversial. I would prefer to play a City with Haaland than without Haaland. Why? Yeah, you're slow. No. <laughs> like, I want to hear this reasoning. I, I it's it's going to be dumb, whatever it is. You leave me, don't say no, it. No, no, no. No, I already no... said it, but I'll, I'll repeat it for you latecomers. Uh, I think with Liverpool's backline, the way that we're set up, the way that Trent tucks into the midfield when we have the ball, uh, I think Van Dyke can can handle Haaland. I think he can look after him. But I'm more I would be more fearful of a fluid front line that consists of Grealish, Doku, Foden, Alvarez. Uh I think I think that front line with the way Doku it would be. Trent. 
yeah. Uh, I think. Oh I, I think. That, be I, think playing I think. That game. I think the yeah. No, Andy Robertson. I think the He's fluidity of that front line causes Liverpool's defense more issues uh, than Haaland does. Well, you're banking on Van Dijk doing a Saliba on Haaland. I'm I'm saying Van Dijk could do that, but I don't think he would. Not just Van Dijk. Whoever's whoever partnered with him, I, I have confidence in in his. Uh, if it's either Matip or if it's. Uh, fuck, why am I? We've routinely made Van Dijk's centre back partner look stupid, especially Joe Gomez, and Joe Gomez might be playing that game if you try and play him as a centre back as a fullback. He might get played as like a left. You need someone who's yeah, because uh, that happened in one game. It wasn't your. It was a game before last, I think. Yeah, you no, it was in the last game against Toulouse. And we got Pep's uh, routinely exposed Joe Gomez. You need um, someone who's going to cover for Trent. That's what you need. To no, we need, a, we, we need a. Yeah, we need a. We need a center defensive mid, and we need a center back because I think my biggest thing is, and I feel like I hate saying this. My biggest concern is I look at what the defense is, right? The attack in the midfield, it's better than what we had before because looking at last season in the position where we were in, it was a hor- It was very bad. We need a center back because I think there needs to be somebody to be on Virgil van Dyke's tail to let him know that the position that he has on the field is not a given. My biggest thing is if I'm looking at VVD right now, I still think VVD is a solid player. This season he has played, he has played well excluding the Newcastle game with the red card. I need we need to have somebody in that backfield. We need a central defensive mid, a solid central defensive mid because as much as I respect Wataru Endo, I feel like there's situations where that I've seen him that he struggles to be able to make the necessary moves and sometimes he makes very stupid mistakes on ball that costs us in games. And I think we need a center to back, a center back to give pressure on put someone in that defense that's fresh. And to also give help to the defense. Because let's be honest, as much as I love Joel Matip, there's games that I'm looking at on our schedule. Like if we're looking at this attack on the opposing side, I don't think we're going to be able to hold up that well. The fact that that defense has held up as well as had in some games has been amazing. I've always looked at the Matip. Matip's all right. Yeah, I, Matip's like had I said, some very good periods of time in the Brent. Yeah, as much as that, and I, I totally agree. But I feel like we need to key understand that. Matip is not going because if Matip gets hurt, then we're in a whole other conversation and a whole other situation that we have to fix. So I'd rather us have a problem and solution and fix it now and get something in the system before we get to that point. Because if we get to that point, then it's too late. Then we have to deal with a whole other problem. So, but at the end of the day, I feel like we need to improve that defense during the winter window. I've got a question for both Louis and Wiley. Where does Kwanzaa come into your defense in the coming months, years, if you do start to have centre backs injured or rotated out? I think I think he I think he's stepped up quite nicely. I th- I think he's uh, in the games that he's uh, in the games that he's he's jumped in and done his part. He was robbed of a goal, uh, a, a game tying goal uh, in stoppage time against Toulouse. Uh, He's he was involved in a goal that Diego Jota scored uh, in the Europa League as well. Um, I think I think he's for a young lad. 
I think he's been decent. I think he's been all right. I think he, if he keep learning his craft off, uh, off of some quality centre backs, seems to have a good attitude. When I've heard him in interviews, I think I think I think if you can if you can get him out your academy and get him trained up well, you're set. You're you're saving yourself millions. Millions. Yeah, I like him a lot as well. Shows with the draft. Are you able to run it from your computer? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Are you able to? Yeah, yeah. I've got the door open. Okay. Well, uh, I, 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 I will have to sit out the draft because I got work. Um, I just wanted to talk. It's it's coming up on Christmas time. Uh, actually, no. But before I go, we'll we'll run through the rest of the fixtures, shall we? Uh, Burnley, West Ham. West Ham, Burnley, West Ham, Burnley Vincent, Vincent as much as I respect Vincent Company, I just that attack is not it, and they're struggling to produce at some points. And I just think West Ham look very solid so far this season, the way they at least have seen them playing. Luton, Crystal Palace, Crystal maybe a Palace. draw. Luton are at home, and Luton are easily the best out of the three promoted sides so far. Well, I've got a quick yeah. question, yeah. Um, why does FIFA have to pay out players when they go on international duty? I know it's like saying that if they get injured on international duty to do a FIFA, FIFA pays them, but where did all of that come from? Because our players are clubs complaining, you, you yeah. But like, if, does you FIFA hold any power though? Because I know the players would want to play in the FIFA World Cup, so do you not leverage a little bit? Because this nah, is like, so, like if the you, players were forced to go play for FIFA and then you know. Um, now, uh, when it comes, a lot of these players, the money that they get, a lot, a lot of the uh, big names or top countries, the bag they get for playing at the World Cup, they traditionally a lot of you'll see a lot of people just give that to charity. It's peanuts compared to what they get paid for club. The players that go and play in the tournaments, they go and play because that there's no prouder moment than to raise silverware for your country. That's why they do it. But uh, if you're talking in the case of injuries, why do FIFA have to pay up? I would say that's an insurance thing. Because uh, you, you see how upset we are that a player get goes down injured. But yeah, imagine... But a, player Barcelona... really, a player wants to do that, though. They want to go play for the nation. Though. Yeah, yeah, but imagine... Imagine Barcelona right now. Their president... We're, uh, Stones is upset that Gavi's injured. Yeah, well, this president just had his, what, $100 million car blow its back axle out. Do you know what I mean? When these players get injured, they're seeing that as, like, tens of millions of dollars just gone. Boom. Like, a whole season for Gavi? That's a bag right there. Mm -hmm. And shows, one thing we should understand is FIFA is a tournament that makes money on its own understand that FIFA also generates money. So once we are giving you this type of products, the products need something as form of compensation. Take, for example, let's take Morocco. Morocco missed out on the World Cup the year before they went to this current World Cup. And they devised a 10-year plan to make them viable for the next two World Cups. They were not even intended to qualify for this one. Their plan was for the next one coming. Guess what? 
their formula was so good that it, it accelerated their process and they qualified for this World Cup. And look at what they did in the World Cup. Guess what they did with all of the winnings they did from getting to the... They got to the quarterfinals or semis, right? Semis, right? Yeah. So they reinvested every single penny they got from FIFA into the same program that got them there. So I feel like it's just compensation because FIFA actually does make money off the back of these players. So it's just something like, you know, you know, I can't be making money off of your back without giving you anything as form of compensation. And if, I, if I'm injured playing in a tournament organized by you, there should be at least some level of compensation for me so uh -huh. as to further what uh, incentivize me to play my heart out when I'm coming to play, not only for my national team, but for playing for FIFA. Because at the end of the day, I don't think Netherlands organized the competition. It's FIFA's competition. Netherlands is just a participant. You get me? Mm, makes sense. Because I just did the maths and also could FIFA have to pay um, Barcelona about 6.6 .6 million? It's mm -hmm. a lot of money right there, you know. 6.6 .6 mm -hmm. million. A lot of money right yeah. there. Yeah, have the money. To Barcelona, that is a lot of money. And you, know, and you know, and you know, FIFA, this, all of these things were brought so FIFA and clubs and countries take better care of players. The reason being is the abuse. You know, because he's a top top 10 player in the world, he comes to his national team and they expect him to do everything. When in Real Madrid or in Manchester, he's being protected. You understand me? There are some schemes and some things Liverpool will never put a Mo Salah in because they know they need Mo Salah for the long run. Take, for example, Leicester City. There was a time the Leicester City manager, Ranieri, said he called um, N'Golo Kante and told him, yo, I don't want to take you out of the game. But we have already won this game. So all I need you to do is just sweep and just play controlled football. He went back playing like Kante. He did it for three times and he had to substitute Kante so he doesn't lose Kante for the upcoming fixtures. And it's like that. Uh, that, that I understand, isn't it? That I understand. It's like that, that with the national team. Yeah. Once they know they have like a gem like Haaland, they want to throw you in and have you do everything for the team. And sometimes those players doing all of these things, they have these knack, like knick-knack injuries, players not wanting to play their natural position, pushing forward, exerting so much pressure on their bodies, teams formulating uh, plans that necessarily don't help star players. Because the Manchester United knows how to protect his star player. And Liverpool knows how to protect their star player. But a uh, national team only has that star player. So there's no protection. They leave you out there for the dogs. And when the game is getting so scary, like um, Stone said in the beginning of the show, when they know this game, they had already won, they had already qualified. It is a game they should rest players like Gavi. But he played and he got injured. Mm, okay, now, yeah, now I hear yeah. it. Croatia, yeah, Croatia yeah. played, Croatia in their recent game played Modric deep so he doesn't get injured. They played him deep. They didn't allow him to uh, be part of the attack so much so that he gets all of these um, uh, tackles. No. They let Brozovic do all of the dirty work. Modric was more of like in the Busquets role. Just throwing passes around. Mm. You get So I, you see what Croatia are doing for 
a veteran like Modric, not all of the teams will do it, or not all of the countries will do it. There are some part. Yo, Portugal, you've already qualified. Why is Ronaldo playing? You get me? Mm, yeah, I, I, I get it now. Yeah, it doesn't make you sense. You get me? Why is a Bruno Fernandes playing? Like, you are 10 of 10. You've qualified by 30 points. Nobody has 30 points in this qualification. Why are all of these key players playing? Why couldn't you start a Rafael Liao for him to get, you know, putting all mm. of these players for them to get their legs in? Don't keep exerting too much pressure on a Bruno, whom if he got injured in this particular fixture, Manchester United season might be done. So once he gets injured, you need to pay up. <laughs> Just imagine in the last game Portugal played Bruno Fernandes, knock on wood, Bruno Fernandes has that would some... That pissed off. That would piss me off. Pissed. So you need to pay pissed. up. You get me? So shows, can you run the draft from your end? Uh, yeah, let me put the present on. Okay. Make sure I share the rest screen though. While shows um gets the drafts, while shows gets the drafts sorted, um Wiley, I wanted to ask you so far in this um qualification, which country has been the most impressive to you? I don't think he's here, but I can ask the question. Mm -hmm. Uh you're gonna be happy to hear this. It's Portugal. They're in the only Euro qualifying group that has 10 games instead of eight, and they've mm -hmm. won all of them. Despite having certain dodgy lineups, uh, injuries to certain players, they're in a slightly new squad with new young players coming in, old players going out. Uh, Ronaldo's continuing to perform at a top level for Portugal. Mm -hmm. uh, so, all in all, Portugal look good, but I feel they will likely capitulate in okay. tournaments just because I don't feel like they've got the quality of a France or an England yet. They can no, grow I, into I, that. I think, Portugal, oh, no, I, I think, think they have the quality. Me, I, I think they're the favourites the to me. People, I think the only people I put ahead of them is France. Oh, show sorry to cut you. No, yeah, no. I said uh, I agree with him. I think Portugal to me is the favourites. Only like you were saying, I think the only team that maybe you could put ahead of them maybe France, but to me, I think no, it is France, bro. Yeah, it is France. Yeah, it but I France. think Portugal are lining up. I think France and Portugal are the top two going into the Euros. Mm -hmm. And England could be three. Mm, but I think England, there's just something about them that doesn't really give me the edge, you know, to mainly say that I, they can go out there and really win the whole tournament. Mm -hmm. There's something about them, I don't know. It's consistency and also Southgate. Yeah. I don't think I have the edge to just go out there and just do everything. So let's, let's, get, let's get into the draft. Shows, can you explain the draft? Uh, it's simple, the easy draft today. Uh, 30 plus, so if you're 30 and older... You can include him in a draft. Current XR, what XR? Can I draft Yusuf? <laughs> if Yusuf was a baller, Yusuf, you're a baller. Yo, King Lucas, straight. I told you, I play like Lukaku, bro. Kaka, la kaka. I mean, that's yeah, not touch, but great finishing. I'm not going to over exaggerate myself and act like no, I play like Lukaku. Strength, power, push the ball, boom. That is me. Do they have to be healthy right now or can they be injured but we know how good they are? Um, no, nah, just current players right now who are performing right now. Okay. Like this season, from this season. Okay. So if they're missing like one, two games, I guess that's all right. Now. 
Okay, so I can't draft De Bruyne even though he's only 30 because he's missed every game this season. Yeah, you can't, yeah. Okay. <laughs> somehow, <laughs> somehow my name is first. So yeah, I guess I'll start. No, no, no. right, I guess right. I'll have the first pick. And this is in the world, anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably start with... Well, I'll go with... I know who Wiley is going with, but I, I, I'm, I'm caught... I'm stuck on like. You might forget. I'm gonna start with a keeper. Goalkeeper. I need to make sure he's this age door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Edison. That's your first I'm pick. Yeah, that's how I'm going with keeper. I'm sending my keeper. That's your first pick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is it snake? Are we snaking? Is I yeah. think it's Wiley, Yusuf, Joseph gets two, and then Yusuf. All right, so Wiley, who you got? Uh, well, no, I'm actually not going to pick him first, even though I really want to. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is let's see, who was uh, I forgot. Terst, I'm trying to remember who was the German goalkeeper. Is it is Terstegen? Still, the German goal- is the German goalkeeper. That's who I thought. That's what I thought. So give yeah, me to get a goal because I need to start off in goal with someone. Strong. Wait, Yusuf, what are these guys? Ah, what is wrong? Hey, with no wonder Yusuf wins so many drafts. Look at the competition. <laughs> you said over thirty. Yeah, yes. I, that's your first. Start, excluding Henson, that's your, I, That's the best player over thirty. Yes, because when I started thinking of it, it's like it's pretty hard because I wasn't thinking of. Is it thirty over. and over or just yes, over thirty yeah, and, over, over. and over? Okay. Okay, uh, give me Leonardo. Uh, I'm currently playing. <laughs> you're, wait, yeah, you're... I didn't think he was gonna. I thought he was gonna forget, but oh well. So you give me Leonardo Messi. Leonardo Messi. Leonardo Messi. Joseph? I'm shocked that these two players have fallen to me, but give me Kane and Salah. Joseph wins. Joseph wins. Now I'm starting to think of players over 30. Okay, okay. What? Fuck. Ah, yeah, that just fucked. Mm, so you two picked right. goalkeepers. Yeah, no, I didn't mind my, I didn't mind my. Kid. At least I got Messi, right? No, Yusuf's mind was in the right place. I think he just forgot Kane was over thirty by now. Alright, then my second choice is Cristiano Ronaldo. God damn it, Yusuf! I know what I'm oh. doing. I want to put Ronaldo and Messi in the first time. No, put CR seven, boys. If you put Ronaldo, or CR seven. Oh. Can you change it to like capitals? So it's more visible. Like, okay. I uh, Wiley, who you got? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you, you took the best one. You took my main option because I was going to go... Joseph, Joseph took the best one. Yeah, Yusuf. I took well, the two best players in the draft. Yeah, it's over. Joseph wins regardless. So, um... Uh, give me Youngman Son as my striker. Does it has to count? Are they? Does it? They have to be currently healthy, correct? Yeah. Okay, so then he's not healthy. So, but like, he, no, 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 no. But he, he yeah, just he just, he just, he just, that's okay. Yeah, he just went injured. So, like, yeah. so 
I can then give me Son if that's. You want to do Son, yeah? Yeah, I'll do Young Min Son. Alright, All right, for me, I'm going Lewandowski. I start thinking of my guys. Cogs are ticking. <laughs> Yo, Joseph, now they are thinking. <laughs> yeah, they woke up. They woke Ed- up. Edison first overall pick is crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I woke up now. I woke up now, innit? That was crazy. Shows that was crazy. Who's your next pick? It's Snake. Who's your next pick? Yeah, Wiley. Oh, me, innit? Oh. Yeah, you. Lewandowski. 30 plus players. It's Snake, right? So you're going to. You need yeah, to yeah, I get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old is this guy? Give me Kieran Trippier. Give me, and now I'm going to go to grab someone in the midfield. This guy's going to be my captain because I know he can lead. Give me Gundalong as my captain in the midfield. Uh, give me, give me, <laughs> Virgil Van Dijk. Oh, you took my guy. <laughs> it's the right pick, though. Virgil Van Dijk. Yo, this is easy. Joseph, this is easy, bro. This is, <laughs> these, guys aren't, these guys aren't focused. They pick Trippier and not Van Dijk. <laughs> Concentrate. <laughs> This is oh. easy, bro. Who you no, got? I'm, I'm starting to think. I'm starting to think. My only uh, competition is Joseph. Well, this is still like me. He's thinking like me. Uh, so I'll have Rudiger, I guess. Ooh, that's why he's there. <laughs> Just take a good centre back. I need it, bro. Like, yo, I have my list here, huh? I'm I have some players it. that I need, bro. Don't take them, bro. Rudy got VVD complete. He was like a good. I want a midfielder so I don't get caught up in the midfield. Hey, you know what? Can I play someone like slightly out of position? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can. Can I put Griezmann as an attacking midfielder? (laughs) (laughs) Griezmann can play attacking midfield. Yeah, he can play attacking midfield. He does that for France. <laughs> you know what? I give me Kyle Walker. Damn, that's a good pick. <laughs> that was my next pick. Because I needed Rudiger, but Joseph took Rudiger. Yeah. And I thought Griezmann. Like I thought people will forget Griezmann. Like I thought people will forget. Griezmann's playing really well. Mm-hmm. I thought people will forget. Uh, Wiley, who you got? Uh, on the left. Give me Sadio Mane. Ooh, nice. All right, now they are thinking. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh, that was a good one. They're, they're starting to wake up. I'm not sure about Trippier and Edison on the other team. But... Yeah, Edison. Not going to last show. Cool. Edison was crazy. Mm. Is Edison a top four keeper over 30? Yeah. He is. I think he's yeah. the best keeper in the world. I think Edison's the best keeper in the world. That's what I picked him there. He, he he's 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 also one of the most underrated or disrespected players. Actually. Yeah, 
Alright, so let's go. So you got give me Chicago Silver and let me really think right now. I can't think of any attackers over 30 years old right now that are performing. Yeah, it's actually a lot. Yeah, but they're not coming to mind right now. The pressure's on right now. Mm-hmm. Well, there's over 30. So it's well, current form as well. Because there's a good attacker over 30 who is bad on current form. And I think is also injured. No, I had a, actually, I'll, I'll go with my CB. All right, for my pick on the, I guess I got on the left, on the, was the right or the left? I already, because Mane's on the right, on the left, give me Olivier Giroud. What? Uh, Giroud, Olivier Giroud. As a left winger? As a, yes, because what I'm going to, does a, what I feel like, doesn't he plays actually wait never mind you can just move son to the wing and then that's what i was gonna that's what i was gonna do moves actually now i think move son to the wing and then put Giroud in the middle then it works Giroud as a winger would be a sight to behold Giroud would probably be one of the worst wingers bro Uh, okay for me give me alaba and move walker to the fullback row Joseph? Uh, I think Yusuf will approve this next bit. Give me Thomas Party in midfield. You're done now. Shout out to Ghana. And Shout out to Africa. I need a defender. There's, there's a very... There's a little thing. There's, a... there, there's, there's one that I think could come back to me because I don't think anyone else will pick him up. We'll pick him up. Yeah, Wiley has some defenders to pick. Be careful. You know what? I'll, I'll play it safe. I'll take Di Lorenzo at right back. Okay, makes sense. But I, I could have come back to me. I don't know if you would have picked him. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. All right, so give me Luka Modric. <laughs> God! <laughs> You stole my. Look, I thought that was your first pick. I told you I know who you were going to pick. I thought it was going to be your man. Like, I thought once you had 30 plus, it was going to be Luca. All right, so Wiley, who you got? Um, Just actually, because I need to get a defender, and you guys have kind of really gotten the best ones, uh, or at least the ones that I feel like. The only guy that's like coming to mind. Um, oh, that's it. Actually, I'm trying to see who's the best because y'all are give me Carvajal in the my on my defense because he's 31. He's put a name Carvajal, so it's C A R V A G J A L. Yeah, okay. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go with I'll take Ericsson. 
Then I'll tear Tony Cruz as well. Passes in my midfield. Nice one. Uh, Wiley, back to you. All right. So for my other defender, give me... Ah, oh, that's tough. Oh, I don't really know because there's a lot of. Someone said Alaba. Um, give me. You know what? I'm gonna go to the. I'm gonna go into my uh, Italian. Give me Stefan Deverge from, uh, from Inter because I think he's been playing very well on that inner squad right now. Devers. So it's D E V R I J. No, I'm not spot That's my Dutch guy. I'm not spot Don't you? I've got that guy. How how old is um, Robertson? Robert, he'd be Ooh. under. Yeah. I think. Nah, he should be. He should be older, no? Or maybe on the top. Nah, he's, he's twenty nine. He turns thirty in March. Oh. Okay. For my midfield, add add Casemiro to my midfield. Oh, See, I was. Yeah, I was thinking of it, but he's been injured too much, isn't it? He's been injured, he's been injured. He's poor form as well. Understand, understand. That's yeah. why I didn't want to take Modric, because Modric's form is slightly dropped off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Okay, so for my... Who do you want to go for? Who do you want to go for? Who do you want to go for? Yeah. Now, the age is what, the age is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, the age is what I'm thinking about. Oh, this guy too has been injured. Uh, give me Diabala. Diabala, yeah, he's of age. Diabala's, yeah, he's old by now. Are you playing him on the other side of the wing? Yeah, he's 30. Oh, enough, man. He's 30. All right, Joseph? I think I'll take Marco Verratti. Ooh, mm. Has he been playing? playing? Right yeah, he hasn't been playing for PSG. Is he... he hasn't been playing. PSG, no. Okay. I, I won't take Verratti then if we're going to be strict. Uh... <laughs> I might just take it my second centre back. There's a few guys, but I don't. I don't want to take a guy from the Prem because there's a guy from the Prem I rate really highly, but no one else rates as highly as I do. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll go for. Matt's Hummels, but there's a guy from the Premier League really, really highly. That it's not Matt at Louis. Don't don't type that ever again. I forgot about the chat. And then I think I don't know if I want to put more guys out of position because there's there's a few guys that could be decent out of position. Mm-hmm. 
I'm thinking there's a certain Spanish defender that could be good. Or I, I, I could play it. You know, I'll put Sergio Ramos in my final fullback slot. Because mm -hmm. I feel like he's still doing it at his big age for Seville. I don't want to put like a, just a, someone who's just turned 30. Ramos? Where are you putting him? Where are you putting him? Uh, my final fullback slot, left back. Ramos at left back. Yeah, because I'm not going to be playing like my creativity is going to come from my midfield of Griezmann. It's like Di Lorenzo and Ramos can kind of sit back. I'm like Pep. All right. Yusuf, back to you. Mm, give me a goalkeeper. Let me go for. Oh, um, Liverpool's goalkeeper, Alisson. Alisson. Bali. Um. Oh, that's he took. Yusuf took my midfielder, and so now I gotta think of all the guys that. Um. I already have Gundogan in the attacking. So let's try to think of a guy who. You know. Oh, that's actually tough. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to throw a random name out there because I don't really know who else. We can't. We I want to say KDB, but we are not going to say him because he's been injured, so it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. So the only guy that I know of that I feel like has been playing at a good level on Leverkusen, uh, Granite Xhaka. Sure. I feel like Xhaka has been playing really well on that Bayer Leverkusen team, and right now they're at the top of the Bundesliga. So. I believe it's what that guy's name is. K, I mean, X-H-A-K-A. Exactly. Uh, I've got my pick. Um, it was Kante. Move Cruz to here. Kante, he's performing well. And for some reason, has been injured. And... Thomas Miller. Miller. Finally, back to you. Uh, on in the the oh, that's actually tough. Um, because you already took. Now I gotta find someone to put at the bottom. Um, give me uh for my final midfielder, give me Casemiro because I don't know of anyone else that is over thirty. So now uh Yusuf. Okay, so what positions do I have next? Okay, so sentiment fullback. Are you playing Dybala an attacking midfielder on the wing? I'm playing him on the wing. I'm playing him on the wing. Okay. I'm playing him on the wing. So give me um don't take my guy <laughs> so give me for my i need i have car walker right so i need a left back 
give me how old is Felan Mendy? Why well, there's hmm. no way he's of age. That's there's no way he's over 30. You yeah, can take no a different way. Mendy who's probably over 30. No, we ain't doing that. Oh, the other one's not even 30 as well. Twenty-eight. Shit. Uh, okay, so give me. Who can I go? With? Who can I go? With? Who can I? Who can I go? With? Look at my. Wow. For the position. Wow. Uh... Wow, 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 I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. It's not it's easy. Harder, it's, yeah, it's harder than you think when you're on the spot. Yeah, yeah I'm blanking, blanking, blanking. And a few of the names I have in mind are injured now, so it's kind of hard to select them. A few of the names I have now are injured. Oh. And I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell. Give me. I feel. I think I made a decent comeback on my squad. Well, yeah, you have a tight squad. You have a tight squad. Yeah, both Wiley and Shows panned up, but they're still third and fourth. Give me Luke Shaw. I don't think so. Luke Shaw is of age. I don't think he would be. Luke Shaw might be of age, bro. Because if he's of age, that should have been my pick, man. Fuck. Yeah, he's twenty-eight. Yeah. Luke Shaw's yeah, been young. Yeah. Luke Shaw has been young forever, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. And Cancelo is only 29. Like, yo, like most of the seniors that the players are like right there. Luke Shaw was like 18, being the like the best fullback in the Prem for Southampton. Well, not the best, but up there. Yeah, like one of Luke Shaw's IF, bro. That's my guy, bro. He's IF, bro. I'm telling you guys. Monas Casimiro. And, uh, yo, most of these guys are injured, bro. No, Kante isn't. But you Kante have Kante. playing this year. Kante have... been playing this year. Yeah, no, have... you have Kante though. You have Kante. You know what? Give me Brozovic. I thought you were gonna take my guy. You you missed. You missed big. Who did I miss? For Atletico Madrid, you missed Jorge Coque. I struggle with his name. And I'm taking him right now. Cook it. I forgot okay, okay. Atletico de Madrid yeah. has a lot of oldies. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot, a lot of oldies there, bro. And then for my second pick, I think I'm going to take a left winger. He's 31, but he plays like he's 21. And he's one of my favorite players to watch just in general. Give me Wilfred Zaha. I don't like that, but that was a stinky one. That's a because he ripped up your team in the Champions League. Uh, no, no, not that. He's just a stinky guy, but he's not. <laughs> Respect Wilfred Zaha. Mm. He's not the worst attacker out of all of us. So it's my 10th pick. They're not all going to be bangers. Actually, he might be. He's better than Giroud. And Dybala's big. Yeah, I don't know if he's better than Jiri, bro. Let's not disrespect Jiri like that, now, man. 
Let's be honest here. That Bala, when he, when that Bala was that Bala, he was nice, bro. That Bala what, was other, nice. what other players on the left should I take? Like Carrasco? No, give me give me Zaha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already gave you Zaha. Yeah, um, we need to get lost pick keeper. I don't know. I mean, no, I might yeah. as well, you might as well just give me all black it, with should, the time being. Oh, okay, so give me. Ooh. You know what? Let me play Kabahal out of position. Give me Kabahal on the other side. I already have Kabahal. Try again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like the way he said it. It's like I already have. Yeah. Okay. He's slowly getting better at this dropping. I got you. I got you. I got you on this one. Ooh. Yo, everybody's twenty nine. <laughs> All of the names come back to this draft in a year, and then Yusuf's cooking. Hmm. Uh, this draft, this draft is becoming very bad for me, man. You know what? Give me, give me Jesus Navas there, okay? <laughs> That's not a bad pick. Give me Jesus Navas, man. Look, this like seven, 37 years old, bro. Give me Jesus Navas, bro. Wally? Um... The only guy that I can think of in the defense is Aspilicueta, but I don't. Hey, I met Aspilicueta. Yeah, that's probably Aspilicueta. That's probably my best option. Aspi, are you playing him? Left? Left. Do we do we get to like make like one change when we are done? Uh, if you want to agree to that, I'm okay with that. Do we? Right, I got my picks. I'm going with Marco Rose. He's actually been playing this season as well. And um, I'll put Dan Byrne as a left back. Back to you, Ali. All right. So for the last one, it's actually tough. Um, the only. Because y'all already said a lot of the guys that I was thinking. Um, give me for the last pick. Give me Pascal Grob because he's thirty-two. Nice. But I, you're taking him at center back. Wait, no, wait, never mind. He's admit. Never mind. Ignore that. Yeah, that's the wrong pick. Uh, I'm trying to think. He doesn't play the center back. I'm trying to think of all the. The problem is. There's so many guys that are like over 30 that I could pick. And y'all are already, I think someone already said, did someone say, um, fa- someone said, no one said Fabian Shaw, right? Is Shaw over 30? He's 31, I think. And I think he got called out to play on the Swiss team. But he's the only other guy that I can think of that's like a quality. That's a good pick. Yeah, Fabian Shaw is the only other guy that I can think of that he's over 30. Uh, Yusuf? My other midfielder. Let me go with... 
Let me go with Mahrez. Let me go in Mahrez. I'm not That's thinking. a chat pick right there, bro. Mahrez in midfield. Mm. Yo, move Diabala to the midfield and move me and Mahrez to the midfield. Uh. I sold on the last pick, bro. Then you shouldn't sell on your first pick like a couple And then you Joseph, your last and final pick. Or black. Or black. Or black. Boom. What are we think? What are we thinking? Can we, if we can make a change, you I want to Navas. Do you agree to one change? Do you want one change? We can do one change. All right, go on, Yusuf. Make a change. Give me Giovanni Di Lorenzo. I have him. You ready? <laughs> you seem so happy about I that. I picked dude. him so early as well. I picked him too early. You lined that one up as well for no reason. Bro, I was thinking, yo, how did we miss this guy? Me, I'm okay. Um, Anyone else want to make one final change? I'm fine with my roster. I might change Sergio Ramos to Luca Dean. But if no one else making a change, then I don't think it's fair. No, everyone had the opportunity, so you might as well get your one opportunity as well. No? Okay, I'll do Sergio Ramos to Luca Dean. Luca Dean. Because Dean's actually been playing really well for Villa. Mm hmm. I was also yeah. thinking of Hummels to Mings, but I think Hummels is probably still better. Mm -hmm. And another guy in the Premier, I think, is really, really underrated is Ethan Pinnock for Brentford. Mm -hmm. Shout out I'm, to Jamaica. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my squad, solid squad. I'm happy with my I, squad. Think, I think I made a massive, massive comeback, and I think my team... Yeah, 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 you did, you did. You did. Yeah, it's a comeback, but it's not yeah. enough. No, I think it is. Why, why, what makes it not enough? Like Hayden Salah, that's what makes it not enough. Thank you. <laughs> you know, if you have my, my, no, uh, Messi, it doesn't mind who you have behind him. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you have behind Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi. Like, but it's 2023, not 2013. Harry Kane and Salah are better than CR7 Walker, and Messi. Bro, Luka Modric, Brozovic, that Croatia partnership, Diabala. Come on, bro. Like, yo, game over for you guys, bro. Game look over. At, look at that inter that, look at that Atleti midfield I have. Nah, Party, I'm, not, I'm not hearing it. I don't know why. I'm not hearing I'm liking Look at that Atleti team, midfield. My teammate, my, my midfield can play ball, bro. They can retain possession, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, getting the ball off my midfield is near to impossible. Then you have Lewandowski, Mark Rhodes. It's been very, very good this year. So has Thomas Miller. If you want to talk about threat, look at that left-hand side of Dean, Party, and Zaha. So, you so know... How are we ranking it? How are we ranking it? You guys should choose who won. Yeah, how are we ranking it right now? Let me see the rankings. How are you guys ranking it right now? You guys should choose who I got won. a German link-up at centre-back as well. Uh, Yusuf, we'll go one at a time. Yusuf, how are you ranking the lineups right now? Um, I'm picking me first, Joseph second, Shows third, Wiley. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Wiley's getting better at this. Yeah, I feel like honestly, if we're comparing it to this season, like right now, Joseph's first, because Kane's solid Griezmann is just disgusting. Uh, and then Yusuf is probably second. I'll put myself 
third and shows his last because <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Joseph, what's your with? It's me, then Yusuf, then shows, then Wiley in fourth again. Another, I'm really, really looking at deep in it. Simply because of that attack, I'll probably just go Joseph first. Then I'd go Yusuf second, then I'd go me third and Wally. <laughs> you guys are just interchanging. Clark, uh, Kane and Salah like and Griezmann. Kane and but, yeah, but I feel like apart from that, I feel like your team isn't that great. I think Kane, Salah and Griezmann carries your team so heavy. What, what do you write about my team? I don't like the defence at all. At all, nah, and nah, I don't like your midfield. Honestly, I think my mid—I think you probably have the—I think you have the worst midfield. My midfield won a La Liga, well, they didn't because Griezmann wasn't there. But I don't like him. I think you have the worst midfield in your defense. I think you have one of the worst as well. I think your attack just carries so hard because Kane and Salah this team are just too crazy. My midfield and defense aren't that far behind. Say I have the team. best defense though. Yeah, for sure. VVD and Alaba, no one comes close to that. Walker, Kyle Walker. Walker's the best. Yeah, yeah. I should have picked Walker instead of Di Lorenzo. I don't know how I missed my own player. <laughs> kind of like used way, to him being young. Kind of like how Wiley missed Luka Modric. Like, your guy. Mm, yeah, thanks. You missed Thomas Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I wasn't even thinking about him. That was the problem. Like, you would have, like... My midfield would have been more solid with a party inclusion, you know. All right, shows. Let's get back to the show. Let's go into a yeah. few topics that we needed to discuss. It's been an amazing week of football, Euros, and we needed to like just go into the Euro qualifiers. Shows. What do you think about your your home country? Home country. Yeah. I'm I'm happy, bro. I was a little bit um frustrated our last um international break. I was kind of scared about how he was going to do. But then we won our last game and now we're in a good position. I think we're going to qualify 100%. Oh, okay, okay. I can't, people can't really throw us though. Our only two games that we lost were to France. So that to me says that well, I'm confident in my squad. I think we could go there and be one of the teams that could potentially win it. The only problem I have with um, Netherlands is you don't score a lot of goals and you concede a lot. Scoring 11 goals and conceding 7 goals in the qualifiers isn't a good look. But how isn't many of them were against France, though? What? How many of them were against France? No, it's not really... I don't know how many against France, per se, but you only scored a goal against Greece. All of, all of, them, were, all of them were against only France. Scored a, only scored a goal against Ireland. It looks yeah, like that's, fair. I, yeah, that's because our attack is bad. Like, I, we you need to, yeah, yeah, I understand that part. Yes, oh, we need to heavily work. On, Five. I can't even, I can't even say we can work on it because we can't even transfer between players. Like, mm -hmm. we need to need to spawn some attackers somehow. Because against Ireland, against Ireland, I feel like the lineup was solid, but Web Horse even had. <laughs> yeah, had I goal. watched that game, bro. We dominated that game, but we should have scored me? way more goals. So why? Game, like bro. the question is why? Way more goals. Because we have Wechost up front style, bro. That's mm -hmm. why. Wechost up front style, bro. Then we have Shabby Simmons. He's been good this season, but I don't think he's a winner. Mm -hmm. And then we have mm -hmm. Akpa. He's For me, he's good. But he's I think he's the only good attacker that we have right now. Which Thanks. is a massive Thanks. problem. 
and if problem. I feel like for uh, for Netherlands, if you are able to get Gapo in the forward role, like the striker's role, and get another winger to back him, and Weghorst coming from the bench, the attack is going to be more solid. That's what we did in the World Cup. Gapo was leading our attack, and it was mm -hmm. working very well. It was working. It was just a few things yeah. that didn't go good. France are actually on demon time, so I don't even like France are on demon. France time. is France, Three man. Goals. Four, only one against like they are totally like like they are destroying every single team and so far only one goal against them and that goal came from Netherlands so yeah it looks like push, but push got fresh and out demon time bro in fact demon time bro facts facts them facts. boys are killers bro they are not playing around bro Quietly. as well hey I was skeptical you know about um the new Portugal coach. I didn't like what he was doing with Spain and then it rained. He's come mm -hmm. to Portugal, bro, and he's doing a job. Yeah. Really, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. The only thing I don't like about him is I don't know his gripe with Rafael Leal because I feel mm. like there, were, there are a few games that there's not really the flair type of game. You need, like, power from Liao, but like he constantly wants to start Liao from the bench. I don't know what is going on between them, but I feel like Portugal really have the squad to really dominate these Euros. And if they don't and have like a stinker like the World Cup, it is going to leave like just a bitter taste in my mouth because Portugal actually do have the squad and the depth to be able to be like contenders. They should be they should be on demon time like France in the Euros. You get me? And the next the next country I wanted to speak about is Wiley. They conceded two goals as well, uh, Portugal. They only conceded two goals. Two so, France conceded one, and Portugal conceded two in 10 games. In 10 games. Portugal's yes. 10, 10 out of 10 wins. 10 out of 10 wins. No draw, no losses at all. Portugal, 30 goals, right? Uh, 36 goals in 10 games. 36 goals. You conceded, yes. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. And, and if, it, if, it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the 14 goals demolition of Macedonia, uh, Gibraltar, France wouldn't have 27 goals. Indeed. So, Portugal, like, Port your Portugal attack-wise, like, it's crazy. Midfield as well. Bruno Midfield. Fernandes and Bernardo Silva, they are killing it, man. Different timing, Killing bro. it, man. Different timing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, Wiley, what's up with Croatia? You guys are second in the group. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I feel like my problem right now with us is I feel like we played our, like, so far the past few matches that we played, I feel like we I've been very good. Like, we lost 1-0 to Turkey in October, and then we lost 2-1 to Wales, which I think really killed us. We beat Lativa 2-0. We play Armenia tomorrow, and so I think we need to win that game. I feel like the team, for me, my biggest thing with the team right now is I, I, I like the squad. All of the players that are like, if you look at the squad that faced against Lativa, it's a very young squad. And I think Luca, as the leader of this team, is really trying to help this team. And I love, like our defense with Sutalo, Stancinich, Garvidal, Lovakovic in goal, Brozovic in midfield. And then I, I just, I think the team is solid. I think there's mistakes we made in the past three matches that caused us and we shouldn't have the Turkey match. We shouldn't have lost. We made careless errors and our defense was very sloppy and it cost us that game. The Wales game, we should have won. There's no reason why we should have lost that game. We, we were in the very end of the game and the final third, and we just started completely falling apart and we cannot do that. 
And so right now, uh, Croatia is second in the group, right behind Turkey. And we have to win this game to try to qualify to kiss to qualify for the Euros. Uh, and I'm very nervous because I feel like there are moments with Croatia where I feel like we have games where we play exceptional. And then we have that one week where we play like complete garbage. So at the end of the day, I feel confident in the team, but we have to beat uh, Armenia and we have to win. Joseph, what do you think about England? We, we can't hear you. My bad. Uh, we, I'm mostly confident about England. We drew today, but we were dominant and Southgate was trying things. Hopefully he's done trying playing Maguire at all. Just play Stones, Tamori, Gehi, actual good centre-backs instead of just Harry Maguire every game. Uh, we tried Watkins, that didn't go to plan, but at least we know that Kane is our starting striker for every game going forward. Uh, we don't have no questions about that now. We're not going to mess around with anything. Rico Lewis yeah, looked good Kane today. In one minute, Kane. Yeah, we Instant, need, we need, immediate impact. And immediate we, we need impact. Kane over Watkins or Tony or anyone else. Mm -hmm. But Rico Lewis, he looked, even though he gave away the penalty, it was a stupid penalty. That's not his fault. But he looks good in England as well. I wouldn't mind seeing him start in the tournaments either. Oh, okay. Uh, we did have a, that draw, and then we also had the draw against Ukraine earlier in the group. We beat Italy twice, so from the qualifying, it's wholly positive for England. We topped our group, didn't lose a game. Uh, but there are still some things tactically that we can question Gareth Southgate about. Mm, okay. So do we care about Norway not making the the Euros? I was going to talk about that. Yeah, I... with Spain, They're the tough group, though. Georgia and Cyprus, no. It's Spain, Scotland, Georgia, and Cyprus. Yeah, but Scotland are very underrated, bro. Extremely very underrated. Understandable, understandable shows. But and yeah. Georgia aren't pushovers. They they've got some players. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Cyprus yeah. are pushovers. But shows. Check, 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 check this out. Spain has twenty-one points. Yeah, we understand. Spain is going to top the group. Mm -hmm. Scotland has seventeen points. Norway has 11, mm. six points behind Scotland. I didn't, even if they were going out, I didn't expect it to be like this. With um, Haaland and... The Oregon. six points, two losses against Spain, which means that they only lost, really lost one game and then mm -hmm. drew to you one three. Who was the other one game that lost? Was it against Scotland? Against Scotland, but let me tell you what happened in that mm. game. And it's 1-0 yeah, for the whole game. Haaland scored a penalty, I think. Haaland gets subbed off in like yeah. the 80th minute, then Scotland score two. So really and truly, I don't think we can put that on Haaland. I think we have to put that on. Yeah, you're spawn with that. You're spawn with that. Yeah, they made four changes. Mm -hmm. Four changes and they on on two goals. That wasn't my player. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the substitution that came on, they were bad subs because they made four changes. That's four changes changes the game massively. And then they went on to score two goals. So. so far, a few teams have already qualified for the Euros. We spoke about the fact that Portugal should make a claim for the title. We already have France and England as favourites. Which of the other small teams, looking at the way the group stages went, looking at goal contributions, goals for, goals against, players involved in attack, players in defence, which other teams do we look at? Maybe they might not like be favourites to win it, but like they should be dark horses for like 
all all of the big teams to look look out for. Mine 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 is uh, Switzerland and Austria. Mm. Switzerland mm. always Switzerland's always come to play. This season they haven't had That's their fact. best qualification because normally they are topping groups like this season. This season they didn't have the best qualification, but even with their bad season they have seventeen points. Austria are also second in the group uh, with Belgium, only a point behind Belgium. Seventeen goals for seven against. Austria seem to have like a very solid attack midfield and like defense ratio. So I feel like those are teams that like I feel like most of these big clubs should look out for. Which other teams do you guys look at in this tournament and feel teams should also be on the lookout for? I want to say Belgium, but I feel like when Belgium start coming up against the big boys or like the pretty good teams, I don't think they will do too well because I don't think Belgium are a tournament uh, nation for some reason. There's something about them that's in tournaments when they get to like the to take you though. Or thing, take yeah, work. it starts to crumble a little bit. For me, I'll go with Hungary because Hungary, there's something about them. When I was going to say Hungary as well. Hungary have some desire. They have like a will, there's a will about them or something. They're hungry. I like hungry, yeah. Hungry. They're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah. They've got a good young team that they've been building. They smacked England twice in the Nations League. One of them was yeah, like Hungry, it's not just now, you know, like a couple of years back, like they've been doing well. They've been doing mm-hmm. pretty good. Wiley, who, 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 who do you think should be, should we? Don't say Croatia. Uh, no, I wasn't going to, but I feel like <laughs> if I have to pick one, it's honestly Scotland. Because going into the qualifications, I was really, I wasn't really impressed with Scotland's, you know, team, and I felt like that they weren't gonna be able to play. But they're second in their group, and looking at their team right now with, you know, Liam Ketley and goal, and you know, uh, Chris Shea Adams in the front and the, on the attack with Lewis Ferguson and all those guys, they've been just playing very, very well. I feel like that's a team that's like gonna shock a lot of people. Because keep in mind, they're in the same group as. France, who right now are just completely dominating the group and like both like a six point lead. So I feel like Netherlands, excuse me, not Netherlands, excuse me. Uh, I mean Spain. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm just so tired. Spain have just been really out here. Just it's kind of obvious we figured they were going to advance, but Scotland really surprised a lot of people because I thought Norway was going to get into the was going to make it through, but Scotland have performed very, very well in my eyes so far. So you might want to look out for them this tournament because they look very, very aggressive. So the top scorers for the, the whole qualification, Lukaku with 14 goals, Ronaldo with 10 goals, Kylian Mbappé with 9 goals, Harry Kane with 8. Um, what are you guys going to say about Ronaldo's form for Portugal so far? It's I incredible. Think it, I think right now, what's happening right now is showing why he shouldn't have been benched. No matter what in the World Cup, no matter what, I agree because he's clearly still scoring the goals that he was scoring in the qualifiers. Like he's still scoring goals. I see no reason why he should have been benched in the World Cup. Mm. I feel like there's just certain players that you just don't bench regardless of what happens. Messi, if someone was playing in Messi's position in the World Cup, they wanted to bench him in the next game. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, I don't know. Like you just don't bench Ronaldo no matter what, man. No matter what, it's like yeah. How do I see it? It's like there's a certain confidence with a player's name. When Ronaldo's on the pitch, I feel like everyone around him just knows we have Cristiano Ronaldo. It makes them mm-hmm. play good. Regardless if he's scoring goals or not, the name of him, like, it lifts his team up. 
But when you have like someone like Gonzalo Ramos, yeah, he's scoring goals, but it's like it's Gonzalo Ramos. You're playing in the World Cup. You want someone to you want someone to feed off of, you know. Ronaldo's a leader, you want someone to feed off of his energy, his name, you know. It's it's Gonzalo Ramos. Yes, because like bro, Cristiano Ronaldo, Gonzalo Ramos, like <laughs> Respect Gonzalo like, Ramos. When you're playing yeah. with Ronaldo, when you're playing with Ronaldo, you can feed off with his name, you know. He can like take he can soak in all the pressure around and leave the players to just be themselves. It's just so, oh, yeah. so yeah, I'm going to run through some news that are like brewing in football now. If we care about it, we speak about it. If we don't, we move forward. Um the first is uh Mbappé scoring his 300 career goals at only 24 years old. The weekend that's just a start. Stats are cool, but we can move past that. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I still think it's impressive for him at his age because it, it's for a kid at 24 to have already 300 goals because it took Messi and Ronaldo longer to even get to that feat. So the fact that they have that he has 300 goals at that age is exceptional. I think he needs to leave PSG. I will stand on this and die on this hill because I think if he continues to stay there, he's not going to be able to attain the levels that I feel like he can. I don't know where he'll be able to go because I feel like everyone's saying it's going to be Real Madrid, but I'm not so sure anymore. So I feel like that hey, whole situation is still up in the air. It could but, be you if you put a hey, big bid in. In all honesty, yeah, I genuinely, in my genuine opinion, I think the genuine best place for Mbappe to go is Liverpool. Bro, I think I, that's just the best fit. If Klopp's still there, that's not yes, bad. I think he's just the best. I don't see him at Real Madrid. Like, you have to move Vinicius and start. They're already trying to figure out what to do. They want to go put Mbappe there. But I don't see Mbappe being a number nine striker. Like, uh, there's something about him, man. Me and Mbappe's at best when he's playing left wing. That's what he's at his best. And I see him go put him there. A front Salah, Salah Nunez. If Nunez, was just, if Nunez could just wake up, man. Salah Nunez and then Mbappe, bro. That can be. Wow, you know, yeah, like, Salah the way Salah's just Salah baller. Mm -hmm. Mbappe, you know, if Nunez, if you could put that three together and Nunez can wake up, bro. Wow. So the next question is: should, scary. should Chelsea and City be nervous following the Everton sanctions? One hundred percent. Yes, I am. If I, if I was a City fan, I'd be nervous, bro. I am personally. Because <laughs> we can Everton wait, being, we can wait. Everton being now puts more pressure onto like the fans and stuff because they've already seen it being enforced. Like mm -hmm. it's one thing it not being enforced. And he's saying they're not gonna do anything, man. Now that they've seen it happen to a team like Everton, and you have one hundred and fifteen. Shy. I'll just trust in the lawyers to do something good for us. But I think, bro, the, the most you could maybe. Yeah, let's say 115. The most maybe your lawyers could do, if I'm being extremely generous, is you get punished for like what 30 breaches. That's me being extremely generous. No, but but there's no way you get 150 charges. Whack, there's no way. And 30 breaches is up. That's that should be crazy punishment right there. So, we've got OJ Simpson's lawyers, I'm telling you, we've got good lawyers. So let's talk about the players injured so far. Um Real Madrid has like five or six players injured off of the international break. Um, this is the time that makes or breaks a team. I feel like this is a time you also as a team have to show your character, show your resolve, show the fact that you can withstand the pressure and withstand everything that is going on in your club. Um, everybody's team has a few knick-knack injuries here. Coming back from international break, 
shows, what do you think the new direction of Manchester United should be coming back from international break? Because it's not really going good. No, but a few players I think are coming back. Luke Shaw, I know he's coming back. He's even kind of expecting to make his return in the next game. I think the Hoyland knock wasn't too serious. I mean, guys are slowly starting to come back. I think after the international break, I think we're going to start picking up the pace a little bit because guys will start returning. Martinez, I'm pretty sure he's pretty close. So I think we'll start. Can I ask you a question? What is the latest on Sancho? Uh, Sancho, he's been exiled. I think we're selling him. We're trying to get rid of him. I think he's going to Juventus in January. In January? Juventus, yeah. In January, we're trying to offload him to Juventus. I got a question to you. What's the latest think, with Rashford and Onana with their injuries? Uh, Onana, he's been he's been looked after for over the week. We don't know yet for a week. Uh, Rashford, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about Rashford. I think Rashford's fine. Because you'll have to get used to your backup goalkeeper over Afghan. Yeah, guys are um every United fan right now is we're it's not like we're happy, but we're kind of like anticipating like what to see what Binyadi is gonna do. It's kind of intriguing to see where he can be because people are saying Anana is kind of fearful what would happen if he's in position if he was to get injured. And so were the coaches stuff. They were praising him, sir. As a United fan, we're kind of like, eh, yeah, Anana's injured, but you have been your day. Let's see what he does. Mm-hmm. You never know, so, man. You never know. Another another person worth having a conversation about is Jabi Alonso. So mm. I saw um, a post the other day on Twitter, X, and it was a comparison of Xavi Alonso, Mikel Arteta, and Xavi of Barcelona. And the quote was, which of these um, pep apprentices is going to be the best? So off of what they have done so far, which of them do you think is going to be the best? And I don't... I was it the fact that Xavi Alonso and you? Xabi Alonso, Xavi Hernandez, and Mikel Arteta. And I hate the fact that they are calling Xabi Alonso a pep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think that's a little much of disrespect, but it doesn't really make any sense at all. So, who do you think is going to have like a better career so far, managerial? So far, I'd have to rank them Arteta one. And then Xavi Alonso two, and then Xavi three. But Xavi's not as bad as Stone Avenue makes out to be. He's got issues. He's, he's not like he's not the Satan of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me as of right now, what I've seen so far, I'd probably go Xavi Alonso because what he's doing right now with Liverpool is more impressive than what Arsenal's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just because of that, only based off this little small sample, I go Xavi Alonso. I hear you, but the problem for me is it's only a small sample. Yeah, yeah Arteta has won yeah. trophies with Arsenal and they're slowly progressing, improving now. Wiley, who you got? I kind of have it the same way. Uh, Arteta at one, because let's be honest right now, he's gotten Arsenal new heights. He's won the FA Cup. He's gotten them into a champion. He's beating them in the Champions League competition. He's uh, put them in a hunt for a title with the title, even though people could say you could talk all how, about how you bottle it. The fact that they were able to at least keep Man City on the hunt until the very end was as much impressive as anything I've seen. And I think the w- way the summer window went for him, he's wanting to reach this club higher. So he's at one. 
Shabby's at two because I've been watching Bayer Leverkusen since the start of the season. This has been one of the biggest shocks in football right now because the way Bayer Leverkusen's window went, when you look at the people that they signed, a lot of people said that this team may not fan out. They'll probably start off the season at six. They're at the top of the league, and they're over Bayern Munich, who have signed Harry Kane, who's absolutely wiping the entire floor. So javi has got to be at two because I think it's still too early to see. And if the season comes down and Bayern's Leverkusen start to have a dip in, in form, it might cost them points. And then Bayern could just use that to their advantage. And then Xavi is at three. And I respect Xavi as a player. And he's not as bad, I feel like, but I think he's he does things a completely different way than what I think Barcelona fans are normalized to mm-hmm. in the way that the player as a coach and the way he should be able to motivate his players. But the fact that I think the biggest thing is what Xavi has been able to do with such a young squad and with the talent that's on that squad, with the, I think he's able to find a way to balance the experienced players with the young players, and that's helped him be able to keep Barcelona in the hunt. Now, they're still in third in La Liga. You know, Girona's still playing on an exceptional pace. But I'm just saying, if Xavi can continue to play well, can keep this team in form and keep this team healthy, even though right now it's looking very, very grim, they can still make a shot to win, to repeat as La Liga champions. That is amazing. Al- Alonso's taking his team out of slums, though, huh? They yeah. are unbeaten in the Europa League and unbeaten in the Bundesliga. Like wow. he's seriously taken Bayern Leverkusen. And I'm, I'm actually. I wouldn't be surprised if, the, if he becomes better than Arteta, but I can't say that yet. It's too soon. Yeah, it's too, too early for me yeah. because I'm actually putting in my plea for Real Madrid. Please don't give Ancelotti that two more years, please. Yeah, I saw Jack- that. You know, I was surprised. Like, what's going on? Please I, get I Jack- that, is what, that is what happens when the president is buddy buddy with the coach. Yeah, Florentino Perez got to let him go. He's going to sit there and try to, like, drag this out. And the reports that I've seen, and I have a friend who lives in uh, Madrid, and what he's been telling me is that the president has been, like, really connected, and he doesn't want to let him go yet. Mm-hmm. And so he wants to sign him for two more years to keep him so they could try to build up the squad so that when he does leave, he's more confident. But all, but according to what he said, he said all the Madrid fans want him to be gone. They A few of them have been, like, they should have felt like that he should have been gone after this season, they feel like if he stays, it's just going to do more bad than it's good. Mm-hmm. And as much as they say, like they say, they still respect him for what he's won for the club and what he's been able to do for the team in that period of time. But right now, they think they need to find somebody else to take the reins and be able to lead the club to the future. Because the longer they look at Ancelotti and they say that they think this guy's the best, because if you look at Real Madrid's past few matches, games where they should have easily won they're struggling to win the games where they've lost they shouldn't have lost and it's really affecting the team and i'm keeping in mind yes injuries have been your biggest problem you just lost kamavinga and vinny is probably hurt too and he's probably out for like two months you've lost so many other multiple players and so i'm trying to keep that in attention apparently according he had a thigh injury and uh the injury looks like it's going to be at least two months according to reports but that's not official yet uh, we have so. to. I think we are. We are already off. <laughs> we are already off. We have to go. I uh, peace out to my peoples. There's another show already starting. So see you guys. Yeah. See you guys next week.